right, guys. Well, welcome back to Dadology to season two. Season two. Let's go. Episode one. Episode one, season two of Dadology. We're going to be starting to dive into mental health. Um, that is a huge subject, and we're not going to even remotely cover what's all in there. Um, that's, you know, mainly no. because that's just not. It's not possible. Yeah, it's not possible. And our podcast isn't a mental health podcast in general and so um but quick introduction my name is luke i'm john and uh we're you know if you guys have been sticking with us since episode one you know shout thank out you say <laughs> yes shout out belgium yeah it's been watched every single one or listen should i say yeah. uh every single one and uh it's just been cool to see the activity and and we're really thankful for the support that everybody's given us. And there's been just a slow, steady growth. And it's been fun to to do and talk about all the different stuff. And uh, But mental health is a big thing. Yeah, it, it affects everybody if you think it does or not. If, if you think it affects you or not. Like, there's always, there's something. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's definitely something that's out there. Um, you know, it, if you've ever seen the movie... Uh, how was it? Uh, not courageous, a Christian movie. Uh, Fireproof is what oh, it was. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I was like, which one was it? Uh, but it's Fire- been a while. Since I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I always love that conversation. You know, the main guy and his friend there. You know, they're both firefighters, and they're having a conversation. He's telling them about how terrible his marriage is and all this stuff and he's like man just go see a, you need to see a counselor and he's like what do you mean he's like well everybody needs to see a counselor <laughs> you know it, i mean it's true like aside from from a movie quote on that like it's true like i think everybody would benefit from seeing a counselor for anything like you may like you may discover what you need the counselor for by going to a counselor <laughs> that's true that's true you you'd be surprised on you know how often like you think that you're doing pretty well and you think you're doing pretty good and and you're working through but then obviously you, and this is typical for guys where we just get in funks right we'll be we'll be rocking it for <laughs> you know we could be going for months and then yeah, all of a sudden down we just don't want to do anything talk to anybody <laughs> show up to anything like we just want to drop Dude. everything for a little bit, you know, yeah. but and obviously it's we so can't. true. It's so true. <laughs> it feels, and when you're in that, that low part of the roller coaster, mm-hmm. it feels like you're the only one that is going through that. And you're the only one that yeah. this happens to. And, and you just think everybody's like on the top of their roller coaster is like, no, everybody goes down. But when you're down there, it feels like you're the only one. And that's what then starts to, make that worse and push and last longer because you you feel alone and you feel like you don't have somebody most people i can't speak for everybody let me just correct that really quick like i know for me it feels like i'm alone i don't have it even though i have friends that i could talk to like it just it feels like you can't and nobody will understand because you're you're at this this pit right by yourself yeah um my my wife and I actually joke all the time that anytime we see a couple posting a lot like sappy stuff about the yeah. other on social media, they're we're just like, good. yeah, they're fighting. <laughs> they're fighting right now. They must be fighting. Yeah. You know, which yeah. in, in reality, that is kind of something that counseling 
like they actually tell you to do to talk to speak positively about one another you know on social media with other people with each other so that is like a counseling thing that that is there um you know but on the other hand it's just funny to like go and be like yeah they're they're fighting right now uh or like hey we had a date night and all this stuff and like next thing you know like they've had like five date nights in a week and you're like yeah that's just not normal (laughs) like especially if you got kids well which which a lot of times those couples do right they'll have you know and i'm like okay you know they're going through some stuff right now and as much as it seems like oh we're really happy and we're this loving couple it's like yeah you guys are kind of putting on a bit of of a facade right now which is like you said it's okay yeah it's just in in our world it's recognizable like some people they may not be christians and go to church so you have no idea if they are if they aren't but sometimes like like you said when it's a lot and it's constant all the time you're right. like okay something's going on yeah like, even if it's just like by yourself and you're posting a lot of like travel things and, and like mm-hmm. if i know you and you haven't been anywhere i'm like okay like hey how you doing man like that's when you, it's like <laughs> right. recognize these things in your friends because that's yeah. when they need you to to they need to know that somebody's there even if they don't talk to you even if they don't share anything with you just knowing that somebody reached out is a big deal right you know and that's that's the 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 whole you know instagram effect or social media effect in general right like on the outside um we all look great we look like we're happy we're going on dates but inwardly and behind closed doors they're constantly fighting yelling and it's just you know it's just a house turmoil uh, turmoil um which you know obviously that's just something that we've got to work we got to work with right and and so mental health is something that definitely affects each and every person in some shape form or fashion but what the current world says about mental health versus what the bible talks about with mental health is always going to be contrasting just like everything just else. like everything else in the, the bible in the world is <laughs> right. always like most of the time it's opposite uh, pretty much i mean that's i mean look i mean the bible says god made man and woman to be married as man one man and one woman the world does not say that mm-hmm. right that's that's just one very obvious thing that we see in culture because that's a big thing being pushed right now you know, but not only that, but there, you know, just the, even the aspect of giving, right? Like the Bible talks a lot about giving to others and giving to the church with your tithe and things like that, you know, but the world says, do for do what is best for you. You just focus on you and nothing else. Yeah. And if you focus on you, which is, you know, this whole self-centered idea, which is complete opposite of what the Bible is, is, Bible talks more about giving out and the more that you give, the more that you're going to receive and just being a person that's giving, you know, and that's just one of those things like the culture, culture and the world and healthcare and things like that are going to say one thing while the Bible talks about a totally different thing. Now we see, we've seen time and time again where science you know, says one thing and then finally catches up to something that's been in the Bible the whole entire time, right? Like even, uh, like for instance, like even the um, water cycle, 
was already in scripture was perfectly described in the book of job well before science ever realized that it was a thing right and so when it comes to mental health that's we're in that we're in that right now where the world is trying to study because mental health still is a fairly new field of study it's been going on for a while it's definitely been i saw a thing because it's mental mental health month yeah i saw a thing and it was like uh mental mental health patients in like the 70s or something like that and it was like 500,000 within like uh, 100 million people in America and then today it was like 30,000 with 300 plus million people mm-hmm. and it's like that's part of the problem is like we're no longer diagnosing people that are struggling with certain things and need help because in today's society a lot of these things are encouraged instead of like let's help these people right um well and and back in the 70s and you know things like that in the early forms like somebody who was transgender would have been seen as a mental health disorder right Uh, you know because it's completely against reality and what reality and factual science says somebody is and in today's current mental health it's it's all about acceptance of what you feel right and so with scripture though that's it's quite opposite in fact the scripture talks about like yeah you might feel one way but reality and and truth is a totally different thing and we need to be people that accept truth over feelings uh in fact the bible kind of describes this whole thing like you know we hear a lot, you know, just listen to your heart. Just listen to what your heart says. But the problem with that is the Bible describes your heart as the most deceitful thing inside of you. And so you have to lead your heart with your mind, knowing like, okay, I know that the word of God says this thing, but I'm feeling this. Okay, let's actually put this into the heart and reshape the heart. And that's where the whole thing comes from. Start it from the head and move it into your heart. And then that's when you can start imparting things into other people. Um, but that requires you to read your Bible. It does. It does. <laughs> Which say, we're gonna we're, say that every time. <laughs> exactly. Oh, absolutely. We'll probably say it almost every podcast, if not every podcast. So the first thing, though, before we really dive in, so so kind of the plan of action here is we're going to dive in um, to what the scripture talks about, how to deal with mental health, and what we as men are called to be and how we are supposed to kind of act and present ourselves uh, as men and you know fathers um, and things like that you're going to have to have these aspects to be a good godly father anyway so we're going to cover those things first and then um, you know later weeks we're going to cover you know some of the top uh, mental health uh, diagnosis or disorders or however you want to kind of name it and claim it type thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to cover some of the, you know, some of the top five uh, or, you know, or, or a couple of them. Um, how, like, just how what the Bible says about them, how you can win in these things, you know, through Scripture and how God can change your mind and, and you can have victory in these things, um, which... Now, I also want to say, um, you know, there's a whole lot to this, and we'll actually get, we'll get into this probably more in this next episode and give a, a better description of what I'm talking about, you know. But I am not, you know, I'm not a person that 
that uh, is completely against and doesn't believe that a chemical imbalance just doesn't exist. Like, I'm not one of those people that believe that. I do believe that a chemical imbalance can exist um, and because there's a lot of different things with uh, hormone levels, the way, you know, you the way you're sleeping, the way you're eating, like yeah, all of that. Food affects everything. <laughs> it like, really people does. People don't realize what food does to our bodies. Like, like I'm learning something right, like right now. Like I'm, I'm gonna be almost forty. I'm almost forty, and I've eaten terrible my entire life, and have recently had something happen, and I'm like, okay, I got to change the way I'm eating to help fix that. And you're like. Like I've I've gone like like the last two weeks eating pretty clean, quote unquote, and <laughs> right. had some ice cream the other day, and I was like, "Ooh, I don't feel good." And it's like, "Oh wow, okay." Like I've actually cleaned my body out enough to notice when I eat something I shouldn't eat how it affects me. Yeah, and then so then you got to think like if I've been eating like this my whole life, like what has it done to me? Right. And how is it affected, like, how I feel, like, how my body feels physically, how my mind feels mentally, how yeah. my sleep is. Like, uh, you, I would borderline almost have insomnia sometimes because I'll go to bed when I go to bed, but then wake up, like, at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, and it's like, you're up for the day. Like, that's, there's mm-hmm. no going to sleep. Right. And it's amazing, like, being able to sleep even just a little bit longer because I've changed the way I've eaten. Right. It's one of those things I, I'm not against, you know, needing some medication and things like that, um, you know, but like we'll, we'll get into more of that in the next episode and I'll, I'll kind of break down my thoughts on on all of that and I'll break down just kind of stuff that I've seen and stats that I've seen with it um, to where it just doesn't make a whole lot of a lot of sense when you really kind of logically look at it. Um, but for, for tonight, I really want to focus on one particular like word and that's going to be fortitude. And so fortitude, the, the just kind of definition, Webster's definition, or yeah, I just, you know, Google definition of this thing. That's what I did. (laughs) Right. You know, so fortitude is firmness. Uh, strength of soul that faces danger with courage and bears loss and pain without complaint. And so God has called every man to be men with fortitude. That is quite opposite to, to men that we see in the world, at least on the spotlight. That's for sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. the men with fortitude aren't the ones that you're seeing in front of a camera. Right. We're the men that we see in front of the cameras as of late, whether it's TikTok, Instagram reels, YouTube, uh, TV, whatever it is, the men we see are either goofballs that are stupid and dumb and silly and don't actually know how to do anything right. Right. The, the TV dad. The TV dad. That doesn't know anything. That yeah. does exactly. Uh, where the mom is the one that does everything perfectly and knows how to do everything. And, you know, and so, like, obviously that's not reality. Um, and I mean, it is for some people. Well, and that's fair, but that, that comes back to what we're talking about where we have, we have a gener, like the generation that we grew, you know, our generation, was a generation that didn't grow up learning these aspects of of learning of to be you know men with fortitude 
and then the the generation that's right under us which are the ones who are about to get into adulthood definitely missed out on that and you know in today's world and in today's culture we just have you know and i'll just straight up have a lot of passive people well everybody's just passive go with the flow whatever you say is cool with me um yeah it's just what it is right which is it's once again that is kind of contrary to what scripture really tells men to be um it's never really been you'll never read that scripture calls men to be just passive and not do anything you know but men are to be people who stand up and you know speak truth and you know and teach our kids and be active in our families you know lives be active in in our community be active with people and you know we are to be people of action and not just passive now there's a season for everything right you know there's a there is a time where you need to be pushing and be very active and you know in doing things and then there's times that yeah you need to take a step back and be filled up with things and learn a little bit before you go on to the next thing and so taking time to learn before you jump into something isn't necessarily a passive act, you know, pass, you know, something that's passive. Well, you're passive. not being passive if you're still being active. Right. And that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Like that's, that's an action step still to learn something new yeah. before diving headfirst into it. It's still a plan of action, you know, but then actually doing the action itself, you know, then that's where you can't just be, oh, I'm going to learn everything I can, and then you never do anything with it, then that's passive, right? <laughs> right. But learning everything that you can and then taking that and actually applying it to things, that's action. And just I just want to throw this out there because it sounds like it's like you you need to be courageous and go out there and scream to the world that all these things, and, and that's not – that's not what we're saying, or right. that's not what I'm saying as no, a whole no. right now. What I'm saying when when it's like, okay, you need to be courageous. It's it's that one person that's in your life, right? And it's like you don't got to like beat them over the head because nobody's going to respond to that, especially right. if they're not no, in yeah. the word and, and or believe what you believe. Well, and we're but not just the, we're not the Holy Spirit, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. But but it's it's bring it all the way back down, like one person in your life like throw them a scripture if you feel it in your heart to do that like Text them. let yeah. them respond however they're going to respond and it may be years of you doing this before they respond in any kind of way but but bring this down like don't you don't got to go on instagram and just scream at everybody because that's not going to do <laughs> that's anything not working, that's no. not what i'm saying at all i'm talking about bringing this all the way back down to just that one person in your life that's like a friend you've had forever and you just you love them and you want to help them like this is where this is what i'm saying when it's have some like the fortitude and having the courage to just be like i've always wanted to share this with this person but i know they don't think this way but we get along in a certain aspect of of the world of like maybe you game together or play sports together or whatever Mm -hmm. it is and and taking the courage to say hey man i thought about you today uh when i read this scripture and just you know Throw it out there. Right. And they might totally laugh at you. Right. And that's part of what the courage is, is like, like one story that I love in the Bible. And, you know, most of the people when, like when I was doing research and looking into fortitude, everything that came up was men. Yeah. It, it was like, you know, 
Daniel did this. Mm-hmm. David did this. Moses did this. Yeah. And, and it's like, it's awesome. Cool. But my one of my favorite stories that shows the courage and having fortitude is Queen Esther. Yeah. And this is a story that I read to my daughter a lot. I I love this story. Um, and you just, you break that story all the way down. And she was literally put into a place that she probably shouldn't have been. And when her cousin Mordecai comes up to her and is like, hey, I need you to go to the king and I need you to tell him not to kill all of us. And then she's like, what? Yeah. And then like, you just I take that. You well. take that concept yeah. and she's like, if I do that, I can die. And yeah. that's where that courage comes in. Like, Obviously, this is a bigger scale than what what I'm saying. But uh, right. But it's, right. It's my favorite. One of my favorite stories that shows that is, is knowing that if I go to this person and say, hey, I need to talk to you, and you haven't invited me into your king's chamber, like, I can die. And, and then having the courage to do that, and then, you know, you don't die. He allows you to to go in and right. talk, and then you set up the, they set up the, the dinner with Haman and everything. Like, if you've read your Bible, you know the story. I don't got to go into that. But that's mm-hmm. a huge act of courage that it takes for this woman yeah. to show in the face of death, and it's literally not like you're going to hurt my feelings. Like her other option was death. It was death or he's going to listen to me. Yeah. And, and she, you know, obviously the king listens to her and stops it from happening. And, you know, if you know the story, you know the story. But for me, that was a huge story that I just, I love that story of having courage and, and, you know, just doing it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it wasn't just doing it. She t- it took like well, you right. know, prayer and time and it everything, did. and moved into that. But right, which is which actually speaks a lot to before we walk into any conversation. And right, walk into anything, right. You need to you need to <laughs> follow follow the feet yeah. of, of of God and be like, I need you to guide me in this yep. because I feel it on my heart to do it, and I have no idea what to do or how to do this. Like yeah, and and taking that guidance and and asking him for that guidance and how to approach something but right and no and i love that story and obviously you know this concept of fortitude is not something that women can't have you know but they're not necessarily called to have this you know per per se um but like but men are particularly called to have fortitude when you read scripture there that is what they're called to have um you know and that's that's going to look very different you know but but to kind of put in what you're talking about with esther obviously uh and we're actually you know next episode we're going to actually dive into the story of daniel and nebuchadnezzar and really show that contrast uh with that as well so we'll we'll save that one for (laughs) for next week but you know story with esther is is huge like she had to have a lot of courage and had to have fortitude and conviction in what she believed and that she trusted god that that god was going to come through and and redeem the nation of israel Mm -hmm. you know through her and you know but to kind of put that into modern situation is you know like there's for instance there's there's a father in Canada, and this is a true story. You can go look it up. There's a father in Canada right now who's in prison because he refused to allow his child to go to have a to transition to the other gender. He had a son, 
who wanted to be a girl. He refused to allow it to happen, and now he's in prison. Uh, the state, the you know state that came in, and they took the son away. And I'm, I'm I don't know what's going on as far as the transition and all of that stuff. You know, but they took the child away and, and put him in prison, and he's been awaiting in prison awaiting a trial, you know, for abuse of a child. And the thing is, is that isn't necessarily that's something that's going to be out of reach here in, in America, because that's what the world is pushing, right? And so being a man of fortitude is going to, you know, is is going to be somebody that, has a situation when your your son or daughter comes up to you and says hey you know i think i'm the opposite sex even though i was born a different way and you know that's completely against what you know what is taught in scripture and what god has you know has ordained and created us to be and either you cave and say sure because you're too afraid which not judging <laughs> in that because of course that would be like the fact that your child could get taken away from you that you love and care about that you could be thrown in prison lose everything that you have you know all, any assets and all that stuff would be gone you know if you know and your whole life would literally just be uprooted completely and everything would be gone if you chose to follow God's word in that particular situation that this dad in Canada is, is, is dealing with. And then there's also the story of, of the kid, the teenager who went and, and protested against this at his school as a Catholic school. And, uh, he's been completely expelled from school, um, now and not allowed to be on campus. He's been arrested two or three times now, but that's one of those things. Like we're coming, like, even though, we can look and read in the stories of the, in the Bible and see that the nation of Israel is under captivity and they're being, you know, you know, like they're in slavery and they're having to do this crazy work and they're dying like crazy. And it seems like you can look at that on the outside and be like, man, like that's, that's insane, you know, to look at that. And, you know, and of course it would be crazy to have that kind of fortitude, but, but if you look at around the world that we have today, I don't think we're that far out. You know, the world is fighting hard against Christianity, fighting hard against God and no other religion. Yeah. Well, if you have a question, if Christianity, like if God's real, it's the only one that gets made fun of because Satan knows he's real. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like you're allowed to be any religion you want to be except, except for Christianity. For Christianity. And, yeah. And it's like, I mean... If you were Satan, what's the one you're going to attack? The one you know it's real. Right. Well, and if you, you know, a very interesting thing uh, to go look at for those, you know, listening to this is uh, go on a TikTok and search, you know, uh, hate, you know, just search like hateful, like hateful Christianity or uh, hateful like hate speech against um muslims hate speech against or uh yes islam or muslim whatever the religion is i don't remember you know or hate speech against buddhism hate speech against mormonism i'll tell you that nothing comes up but if you do christianity it's just pages of pages thousands and thousands of videos that it's perfectly fine to to talk against and to have hate speech in reality against christianity like chat gbt does the same thing it's yeah like if you put in like 
things about Jesus, it'll it'll tell you all of them. But then if you put it in for Muslim or Buddhism or all, any other religion, it'll tell you. We that don't want to discriminate. It, we're not going to discriminate against people's religious beliefs and everything like that. It's it's literally everywhere is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's allowed and okay to attack Christianity. Right. And so, yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's pretty obvious that the attack is coming, <laughs> you know, yeah. pretty directed uh, yeah. in that, you know. But ultimately, when the time comes that you have to stand firm and speak truth and have conviction and have courage, are we going to be men that are willing to take those steps to be... A man of God because God has to come first in our lives um, and so but to be men of unbreakable fortitude you must walk in truth conviction and courage um, so I have some, written down here some definitions so truth um, that which is in accordance to fact or reality wow. pretty simple yep and it's this, either true or it's not. Yeah. And either when I say or it's not. Yeah. And when I say reality, I'm not talking about like your reality versus my reality. Reality is reality regardless yeah. of how we want to view it. And truth is truth regardless of how we want to view it. Conviction having a firmly held belief or opinion, knowing what you're going to talk about, knowing um what what we're what we're standing firm on is important. Um, which is the whole, you know, study to show yourself approved, be ready in season, out of season, uh, all of those concepts. Um, you know, but an interesting thing that we see in the world is that, um, the other side is united in their fight against Christianity and their fight against what God is doing. But Christians aren't united in what we believe in scripture. Uh, there's a lot of division that we see, right? Yeah. Like if we just want to take the, you know, subject of abortion, for instance, right? There's, I, I mean, we we have people, I, I know people in my personal life that believe it's totally fine and that's a woman's choice, which is very against what the word of God says, right? And so that's one of those things, like the church is not united and very firm and very like obvious beliefs and doctrines of scripture but at the same time we also know that we have a church that isn't really studying like it should be right like you go look at the mega churches and things like that people are being deceived all over the place and you can't really fight against that if you don't know what you're fighting for you know what i mean and that's a lot of those churches though they 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 their their target audience is new believers because right. then you can then you know to use the world's words of indoctrinate them to believe what you want them to believe and, yeah. and able to take the bible i mean they don't really use the bible very often unless it's to take a verse and then flip it to make flip it, it fit to, what they want you to right. believe and they're very good at it i know like i'm i'm a new believer and sometimes i'll see some of these things and i'm like that makes perfect sense. And then at that point I need to go to somebody that knows the Bible better than me. And I'm like, okay, I feel like this isn't what this means. Help me out here. And usually if you have that feeling, it's probably right. You need to Mm -hmm. trust that, but also look into that. You know, you can't just accept everything. I was raised 
to question everything. Right. And, I was and, as well. and, and not just like Bible things, just in general. I, I question everything. <laughs> it's just something yeah. I do. But when I feel that way with with people that are preaching certain things, I'm like, wait a minute, this I don't think that's what that means. And and that's your job to go find out. Yeah. That's your job to go find people that you trust that probably know things better than you and be like, hey, what do you think about this? And and they'll if they actually know, you know, the Bible and, and what it's talking about, they'll give you other verses to be like, well, go look at this and go look at this and help you to form your own opinion about what that person is saying. But a lot of those uh, mega churches and those new churches, that's what they're looking for. They want these these new these new believers because they're like i don't know if i agree with that but i I don't know what i'm looking for and then it's like uh well this is a different kind of welcoming but they can also just teach you exactly what they want to teach you and use the bible to do it by twisting what the bible actually says right well and they they teach in a way that makes you feel good about what you're doing you know versus actually like you know, obviously there needs to be a love aspect to everything we do. And, you know, but there also needs to be truth, right? You have to have love, truth, and a little bit of, ch- and some challenge in there. And once you, when you have those three kind of working together in the right way, then it's going to, I mean, that's what we saw with Jesus, right? He challenged people. He, you know, he spoke truth, but he did all of that and, you know, in an extraordinarily loving way, even when he was rebuking people and things like that, it was all out of love. Now, obviously, Jesus is perfect, and we, you know, <laughs> we we're not going to do it perfect like he did it. You know, every single right. time. You know, but the Holy Spirit can work through us, and there needs to be moments where, yes, we do need to speak love, but we also need to teach truth, and we also need to challenge people because. Then they need to grow. There's a process of sanctification that you see throughout all of Scripture. But you don't have to be a jerk about it, right? That one hundred percent. I've allotted him one one hundred percent an episode. <laughs> hey, I'll take it on that one. So, but yeah. So number three, obviously, courage. Um, so doing something that frightens one uh, or strength in the face of pain or grief. Um, I think the first part of that is what we all kind of view courage like, I'm afraid to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway, hey, which man, that is courage. Yeah. But what we don't realize is the second part is also courage, right? Strength in the face of pain or grief. So instead of shutting down, like we all want to do in those moments. That's my bad. <laughs> I'm just as guilty yeah. as the next person. But what we're when we're called to courage, which we're going to go into several Bible verses here that that talk all about these things, you know. But having strength when we feel when we feel pain, when there's grief, uh, when we've had loss, uh, you know, in our life, whether you know the. Uh, there's plenty of stories out there, and I'm sure everybody, you know, listening to this has, has experienced some type of loss before. Yeah. You know, that it takes courage to have strength in those moments because everything that we want to do is go to bed and not get out of the bed. Right. Right. That, that's where that passive comes in. Right. You don't want to do anything, you don't want to feel anything. And yeah, there's no growth without pain. That's just reality. Like, you cannot grow in anything without pain. If you want to play the guitar, 
you're going to have some callous fingers. Yep. That's, it, that's just the reality of what growth is, is. You are going to have to go through pain. And if you don't do something because you know it's going to hurt, that's what we're talking about. That's the yeah. moment of having courage through pain is knowing that this is going to hurt really bad, but yeah. I need to get to the other side of this. Yeah. And and that even goes with like once you start stepping out into leadership, you start leading your family and you start you know leading in your church and, you, and in your job and things like that. You know, there's going to be very painful moments in that and people you thought would never do something to hurt you did something to hurt you, you know, but then that's where the strength and like what you were saying and that courage to come through and say, I'm not going to let this completely tear me down. I'm not going to blow up about this. I'm not going to have a hissy fit about this, (laughs) right? We're going to choose not to be offended by every little thing and everything that's being said. Um, And so we're not going to live a life in offense. And so, um, so let's kind of get into some scriptures here, uh, you know, about this whole concept of fortitude. And so the first one is going to be 1 Corinthians 16, 13 and 14. It says, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong, let all that you do be done in love. Okay, so be watchful, right? see what's coming be people that are looking out and and being uh you know people that can adapt to things uh be men that you know are protecting our families from from things that are out there whether that's tv shows um music um it can be a a multitude of things and even in a physical sense you know, watching our kids at the park, don't be on your phone, right? Like, be attentive. Right. Like, we're there to give security and protection and provide for our families, but we have to be watchful. We have to stand firm in the faith and what we believe. We have to know God's word, um, you know, because we can't do that part without it. And then it's like, act like men, <laughs> right? So, act like men. So, what does that mean? Well, that's this whole concept of fortitude. Some men are men that speak truth in life. When they speak, that's what comes out. We're men with conviction. We know what we believe, and we have courage to stand firm. And so, and then be strong. But it says, let all that you do be done in love, right? So that's that don't be a jerk moment. Yeah, that's that don't be a jerk. So. Obviously, when we say when it says act like men, it's not referring to the guy that's like, oh, I got myself a big truck and I got big tires and I got my guns and I got, you know, I'm a handyman and I build things. Now, that's not that's not what it's talking about. Right. Like act like men is just people who speak truth, have conviction and, and are courageous. Um, that's definitely not that attitude. <laughs> of, I, got I mean, all- that person could. They have could all those things and but typically if they're boasting like that, they're not <laughs> they're not living that life. And so uh next verse here, we got Deuteronomy thirty one six. So be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be a dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. So this is Moses. Uh he's a, he's basically 
talking to Joshua. He's about to hand over Israel over to Joshua. Moses is about to die. Um, Spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's good stuff, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you seen that? I think I shared that video with you uh, with the guy that's like, Jesus died. <laughs> yes. He's like, that was my favorite character. Yeah, it, was my fa- it was Judas, wasn't it? <laughs> it was Judas. <laughs> ah, you know, yes. That, Wait, that, he's that, alive? <laughs> that, was, that was a good one. That yeah, was funny. That, that, uh, that was a funny video there. Uh, but obviously this, yeah, spoiler alert. Um, Moses is about to die, um, and he's handing off Israel over to Joshua, which Israel is now about to pass in, into the promised land and into what God has intended for them. And, uh, and he's telling them, like, you got to be strong. You got to be courageous. You know, don't fear what you see over there. Yeah, there's giants and there's strong people and a lot of intimidation that's over there, but don't fear them. Why? Because God's with you the whole way yeah, that was that was one of the verses that i wrote down too uh first chronicles twenty two eleven. now my son the lord be with you so that you may succeed in building the house of the lord your god as he has spoken concerning you um so in this particular verse we're looking at um david basically giving a charge off to solomon like you're about to go into becoming a king and you got you know the lord has tasked you to build this temple um you know but the lord is with you in all of these things uh and then second chronicles 32 7 and 8 be strong and courageous this is a common thing yeah. <laughs> that you're going to see throughout scripture a lot so be strong and courageous do not be afraid or dismayed before the king of assyria and all and all the horde that is with him for there are more with us than with him with him is the army of flesh but with us is the lord our god to help us and to fight our battles and the people took confidence from the words of hezekiah king of judah now this story is really interesting hezekiah is one of my favorite this is one of those times like we're getting an interruption in the lineage of the kings <laughs> in Chronicles. And, th- and I'm his- sorry, but every time I hear the word Chronicles, I just think of <laughs> the song where it's like, the chronic, what goes a Narnia? That's all I think of. I don't care. Dude, I don't know the rest of the song, <laughs> but that's what I think the of. Chronicles what? of Narnia. Narnia. That's all I think of. I've never actually I, heard that. Like at that point, you lost me on what you're going to say about the Bible. <laughs> Because all I hear is that song. <laughs> yeah, no, but King Hezekiah was a very interesting thing because when he first came into reign, um, he, you know, the nation of Israel had actually comp- just about completely forgotten about who God was. You know, besides the, For the millions, uh, well, <laughs> but this was like so much so that they had, like, they had, were so far off into all the idols and all the other things of the Assyrians that that god was like something that was that would have been like how we view like greek gods like oh that's just silly things we're just and nobody cares about that that's old that's gone and that's about where the where the nation of israel is at and hezekiah here just randomly finds a copy he's just like going through scrolls and stuff and he randomly finds a copy of the law of moses and decides to read it and he's like i don't quite understand this what is this? He didn't even know what it was. And he's like, what is this? So uh, 
there was a priest who did know what it was, one of the few people, mm-hmm. you know, in the na- you know left in the nation who knew anything about it, and they started talking to him about it and explaining to him what exactly he was reading. And he's just like, bro, got saved <laughs> all of a sudden. And then next thing you know, he's like, wait, we've been missing this completely. And he just completely changes the nation around and, you know, goes right back and leads the nation of Israel back to God um, and has like this whole thing. But then like shortly after this huge God moment that happened, what do we see? We see somebody trying to come up and test that, right? They're gonna, they're the world, you know, Satan is pushing the Assyrians towards them and to take it out because he doesn't want it to, to prosper like it was. Um, and like it inevitably does. And so he's saying, be strong and courageous. Why? Because the Lord is with us. That's going to be the biggest common theme <laughs> that you see. Basically, what, what, what I got from, just looking for this stuff specifically, but um, anything you're going through, anything you're feeling, anything you have a question about, you can literally go to Google and just be like, what does the Bible say about blank? Yeah. And you will get (laughs) so many scriptures and I don't care what it is. You can put almost anything. Like you can't put water bottle because that didn't exist. But I mean, they had whatever to carry water so <laughs> you probably find something <laughs> but, but what i'm saying is is like any emotion any feeling any if you're yeah. down and you're like depressed about something or you're feeling sad about like you could literally just put like what does the bible say about this wow. and yeah. and you'll find a ton of things and don't just pick the first one read it and be like oh, that's it like you, you need like the context it. of what yeah. that's saying. Look at the, the verse before it, the verse after it. Who's saying it? Why are they saying it? Look at the second one, the third one. Because it's all over. It All of it is all over the Bible in different pieces and different ways and different uses of it. So, like, for, for me, one of the verses that stood out other than Deuteronomy was Second Timothy 2, 1 through 3. But more specifically, 3 was endure suffering along with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. That's the courage through pain. Like you're right. going to suffer to get through things and, and just do it with Jesus. And yeah. it's still going to hurt, but it makes it a little, it makes it a easier in the yeah. sense that, you know, you have the, the only perfect person right. when he was on earth, that's going <laughs> to lead you through that. Yeah, like, you have it's going to suck, but you got yeah. the Holy spirit. Like, right. so that was a big one. Like for me to, to find but that's literally what it was. The Bible say about fortitude, and a ton of things came up. Yeah. And then it's literally going to your Bible and reading yeah. each one. And mm-hmm. you know, I found that one, and obviously, I read almost the whole chapter. But more, but that verse specifically to what we're talking about was like the curse through the pain, right? And um, yeah, I love that verse in Second Timothy, and even in Peter, he talks a lot about that as well. Um, yeah, you know when he talk- came up a lot too. When yeah, I was looking at this yeah. One. Well, he talks a lot about trials and and temptations and you know all of those things that get brought up against us and and how we can have victory. And, you know, and that even when we're in the midst of trials and persecution, uh, which we really haven't experienced that in in America, but it but people around the world do are experiencing those things. Um, you know, but Peter, yeah, he speaks into a lot of that as well. And uh, you know, but manly fortitude, um 
you know, to kind of put this all together in reality is just contending with difficulty, facing every enemy or meeting the enemy head, head, head on, which when we talk about the enemy, we're talking about Satan, fallen angels, demons, things like that. Uh, barring, you know, bearing the pain, uh, maintaining self-discipline, upholding truth, and pressing on to the goal. Um, and so in reality, the only, you know, how do we do that? How do we make this applicable, practical, things like that? It looks different depending on the situation, obviously. And you where, know, where you're at on yeah. your journey. Mm-hmm. That, that's why, like earlier I said, like you need to bring this all the way back down to to the people around you. Right. Like This isn't go scream and shout to the world because that's not going to do anything, especially if you haven't <laughs> went through that, that pain to get there. <laughs> yeah. Because which if you, one day you might. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. That may be what you're called to do at some point in your life. Yeah. But, and you know, it's hard to, to scream and shout something to the world. And then when someone questions, you not have the answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is like going like all the way back down and starting small and like just the people around you, like who do you keep around you? Why do you keep people around you good or bad? And, and starting with that, it's like, okay, starting to realize where that I need to have this courage to do certain things and to go through certain pains and start to question the people around you. If they're, you know, believing what you're believing and if they're not and having the courage to then tell them like, Hey, Da, 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 whatever it is or share something with them and that's yeah yeah um you know but some very kind of general things that in every situation these things work and in knowing these things help us helps us have courage and be men of fortitude and so as we saw in a lot of these verses number one god will be with you the whole time yeah like even when you're messing up even when like you're in the rut, even when you're on the mountaintop, God is with you in all of those places. He He's just waiting for you to say, "Hey, hey, you gonna come to it's, me? It's me again. <laughs> I know I've, yep. I've talked to you about this like a million times a million every times. day. It's, it's me again. But He's hey, just waiting for you to say, "Hey, here, yeah, yeah come to me." Yeah, and and He's I'll He's always there. He just He just wants you to. He wants the relationship with you. But you need to do it. Yep. You know, the second thing here um, is just understanding that we have purpose. Right. And knowing that you're here for a reason. Like, and it, it, does that mean that you're going to be preaching a gospel message to the leaders of America <laughs> and the world? Probably, probably not, not. <laughs> yeah. you know probably you not. might you know and god might be calling people to do that which i do think is a, you know will happen um but probably not at this point in time right and and majority of people that just isn't something that happens to everybody and god has specific people that he calls to do those things you know but like you said your co-workers when you go to work you can you can preach the gospel um you know Obviously, if they ask questions, you can preach about it through your actions. The way that you live preaches the gospel message and shows Jesus to people. I was just about to say that, like a lot of this thing, because I know a lot of people, especially new believers, are probably thinking like, oh, my God, I got to just talk about the Bible to people all the time. No, sometimes just being a good person and following what you've read in the Bible and, and being that man. Yeah, 
in just your actions every single day, that's all it is. Right. And then sometimes just in doing that, those people will start to ask you things or like, Hey, how are you always so positive in all these? And it's like, Hey, well, you, you know, actually, like, understanding. Yeah. so it's like, <laughs> it's like, you don't got to be that guy that's just like, every time you see someone, you got to throw out a Bible verse and everything like that. Right. I, I, you, I tend like, to be that guy. <laughs> Luke is definitely a hundred percent that guy. I am. I'm so, sorry. but, but for, for a lot of new believers, like that's, that's a hard, th- that's a right. hard thing to not just know, yeah, but to do like, like. You're you baby you got a baby step yeah. like you're not at that you got a that whole point life yet. like you got yeah <laughs> it could be years before you do something and that's like okay. that but where like a practical application is just starting to be that person just right. be that man like be more be a more positive when negative things happen at work because yeah. I don't know anybody that has just the perfect job. Like you may love your job, but there's always going to be things there. So it's just being that person that's being that supportive person for your team. Even if you know that you guys believe the exact opposite things like that doesn't that's where it's like, don't be a jerk to that person just because you believe different things. You can still be a good person. You can still be a helpful person. You can still be a caring person because that that person may need that and and not yeah. even know it. And that's the practical application of of this is just you being a good person. That's, right. that's what it comes down yeah. to is just being a good person. And when the, it gets asked, that's when you need to have the courage to say, "Well, I Here's I follow why. Jesus. Yeah. I I read the Bible. I believe this." If you have questions ask them if i don't know the answer i got people i can find the answer for yeah and 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 allowing those conversations to happen and as that happens you can start to grow that and maybe if you're called to be that person that's supposed to do that it it could be years later that can happen right but practically it's just you being a better person reading your bible and being that person that we're all called to be right and and that brings me to kind of this final point of practical application, obviously, understanding that God's with you, you know, understanding that God is with you and, and understanding that you do have a purpose. But in order to kind of fulfill these things, you do have to submit to the word of God, right, and be somebody who submitted and knows that the word of God brings life. And in order to live this good life and live like somebody, you know, like a godly person, you have to know it. And so submit to it, read it, get to know it. Um, listen, you know, if you're not a big reader and you're good with audiobooks, I don't do well with audiobooks just because I get way too distracted. Yeah. <laughs> I'll miss like everything. I'll miss like, I'm like, dang, I'm on chapter eight. What happened to one, two, three? <laughs> yes. Uh, that's, that's me. So I don't do well with audiobooks. Um, Honestly, if even, you know, if those things don't work, but you can, but you can go and listen to sermons and things like that, that do edify, that works just fine as well. You know, ultimately we want to get into where you're studying God's word, but you know, however you need to start with, like I said, whether it's by listening to sermons, by a kid's Bible, right? Kid's Bible, dude, I'm telling you. It'll change your life. It's going to change your life. It'll change your life. You know, dude, something that, I've always done, and it it probably makes no sense to most people, but I've always been the person that's like, how do you read your Bible? Like, what? Like, most people are not going to be like Genesis and then read the Bible because that's like 
that's not what you need in your life in that moment. So sometimes when I'm just like, there's two things that I'll do is whatever I'm feeling or going through, I'll, I'll do the whole, what does the Bible say about da, 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 and start there. And then the other thing I'll do is I'll, I'll literally have my Bible in front of me closed and I'll just be like, all right, God, I don't know what to read. I don't know what I need to look at. Uh, show me something. And I'll just open the Bible and start reading that page. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, wow, that was exactly what I needed. And sometimes like that makes no sense. But then at that point, that's where you're like, okay, well, what book did it open to? And like, maybe I need to read the chapter before Before, the chapter. And sometimes it's as simple as just reading the one verse in the Bible and starting there. It's like, I I think a lot of people struggle. I struggle with reading in general and reading the bible it's it's hard let's just be real it's hard to read the bible so sometimes just picking a verse reading that verse and then just being like okay i want to understand this one verse it may be like six words Mm -hmm. like what is this talking about read the one above it read the one below it and and because if if you just jump in there you're like i'm gonna read psalms a hundred and something (laughs) like you're not gonna get through it i mean you might but what are you really learning like there's one there's a difference between actually studying it and learning something and then just blowing through it to say i read all of it right so if you're if you're one of those people just pick a verse yeah literally open your bible pick whatever chapter three verse 22 and what does that say and then start to build on that. Yeah. And that's one way to start getting into the word if you just don't know where to start. Yeah. And so to kind of wrap this up, I do I just want to read, you know, talking about Psalms. I want to read Psalm 15 for you guys real quick cuz it is pretty much lays everything out for us on this. And so Psalm 15 it says, "O Lord, who shall sojourn in your tents? Who shall dwell on your holy hill?" He who walks blamelessly and does what is right and speaks truth in his heart, who does not slander with his tongue and does no evil to his neighbor, nor takes up a reproach against his friend, in whose eyes a vile person is despised, but who honors those who fear the Lord, who who swears to his own hurt and does not change. What, What does not put... So sorry, who does not put out his money at interest and does not take a bribe against the innocent, but he who does these things shall never be moved. It's a man of fortitude right there. Psalm 15 pretty much lays it out. And so to kind of end it here is just one last challenge on this is, you know, that we need a generation of men who is alert to danger stand firm in the faith, courageous with the word of God, uncompromising and strong, and keep in mind that all of this will be tested. So the moment you start walking into this, it's going to be a fight because Satan does not want you doing this. Because the moment you do, people's lives around you will change. One way or the other. Yeah. Yeah, they're either going to reject and you move on to the next person or they accept, and now you got a brother or a yeah. sister. Yeah. 
right? And so um, I'm going to quickly end us in prayer tonight, guys. I think it's just been awesome. Uh, I know, you know, when any time God's word is spoken, it do- it doesn't go void. That's a promise that we see in Scripture. And so, uh, you know, jot these down. Go back and, you know, go back and listen if you need to and just write down some of these Scriptures so that you can pray over them, study them. It's going to be really awesome. And so, God, we just come before you today and we just lift up any of the people who listen to this, God, and that we want, you know, that your word is spoken and that they're, you know, that, you know, understanding that there is no condemnation, Lord, but, you know, that there is some conviction that, you know, to step up and kind of move into being a man of fortitude and move move into being the man that you wanted everybody to be, Lord, and people that that conquer and that win and that, you know, go out and lead their families with, you know, with truth and conviction and courage, Lord. And God, you know, I pray that any evil is cast out from from those who start standing up and, and, and walking in this truth, Lord, and that even if there is evil that tries to come up against them, Lord, that they do have courage, you know, and, and that they can fight against it uh, with strength, God. And Lord, we love you, and in your name we pray. Amen.